Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic. Hope you had a great weekend. I never need coffee on Monday because I nap on Sunday. So good. So good. Are you are you I'll, like, I'll need coffee you, on Tuesday? Are you bragging? No, I'm just saying I had a great Sabbath. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Pastor Toby Chalk Knox, I'm the water boy. And if you haven't caught it, I actually uh released a press release today regarding Yes, you did. Yes. Everybody um, should go share that. And yes. uh it's it's going around about uh the the at Moscow, city of Moscow. Loses, loses big, big bigly. <laughs> loses bigly. Yeah. Oh man, had some fun writing that press release. That was, with, uh, that was good yeah. stuff. I yeah. also liked the fact that you you shared a, a quote from one of your arresting officers yeah. um, after you had already the charges had been dropped. Yeah, he told you he would do it all again. He'd arrest me all over again. Yeah, yeah. Th- isn't that problematic? Yeah, I, I'm, if the I'm, judge- I'm wondering why he still has a job. None of none of the officers involved in the arrest are with the Moscow PD anymore, except for the chief. Wait, wait, what? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Does, does the, is he, I don't wonder if he's a cop somewhere else. No, no, he's a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. He can't violate anybody's constitutional rights there. At but, least, you know. yeah, but, but, man. Oh, man. How you, mm, okay. Well, uh, did you guys know that you can sign up for a club membership, a magazine subscription, and tickets to the Ark Encounter all in one place? <laughs> One-stop shop? Do it what? now. That's some cross-pollination right there. <laughs> Who wrote this? I didn't. Who? I didn't write it. Uh, I didn't write that it. is hilarious. That's uh, Garrison. Garrison wah, wrote that. Wah, wah. That, was, that is hilarious. Wah, wah. Yeah. You have some mm. kind of sound effect for no, him? No, I don't <laughs> even want to honor that right now. FightLabFeast.com <laughs> is your one-stop shop for everything cross-politic. Here's what you should do. You should sign up for a club membership and sign up for the Ark Encounter. Four, that's the Fight Laugh Feast uh, conference at the Ark Encounter for a $100 discount off your purchase. And then sign up for a magazine subscription while you're at it. And then just jump right over to Rowdy Christian Merch and buy a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. We've even got our own social media platform built into yeah. our website now for our club members. Once you're because we don't got enough social media accounts. Nope. Nobody nope. does. <laughs> Once you're a club member, you get access to exclusive content like a Bible study series with me, special series with New St. Andrews president, Dr. Ben Merkel. Oh, yeah. All our backstage content and all our conference talks with more coming. Very soon. There really hasn't been a better time to be a cross-politic club member, so sign up today at FightLaughFeast.com. That's FightLaughFeast.com. Well, yeah, There's always say, a good time. I got to say, if you haven't listened to David Bonson's talk from like what, two years ago, uh-huh. you have to go listen to it. Yeah. It is one of – I know a lot of people are like, oh, David Bonson, that's a great – no, no. This talk, he's got some – is zingers it, was it in there. punk rock economics? Is that what? Punk rock yeah. economics. He yeah. throws some zingers in yeah. there, and he's just right on point culture. If yeah. I can remember, one of them he yeah. says, um, pornography has gotten people to do something that, um, what's the ministry? Oh, I'm, oh, focus on the family. Focus on the family wasn't able to do, which is to stop having sex before marriage. Oh, 
And it is just like he just goes through some stats on there and just showing how that pornography is ruining. Oh my goodness! People to the point that they 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 don't want to have sex anymore. Right. Right. I mean, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> like, wow. oh, no. Yeah. Punk rock economics yeah. is getting married, having babies, yep, baptizing right. them. Come on now. Bring them up. So go listen. That, that, whole, okay. that whole conference. Oh, yeah. Speaking of someone else who makes you not want to have babies is uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Was that a – that's the best That's the best turn I could do. I tried. I tried. It, 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 that was a that – was that was like a cross-pollination. Oh, oh. No, don't you dare. I don't even know what that means. Oh, that is oh. I don't know what it means, but I don't like it. There's a cackle in there somewhere. (laughs) Oh, Canada. I'm just looking at my cup. um, uh, Tyree Nichols, who was the gentleman who was beat and killed by 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 five, six uh, police officers. All black, not that it matters, but apparently, actually, it doesn't. Actually, it doesn't matter. One one of them was a white guy. Doesn't matter. And was he running the whole show? (laughs) Oh, we don't know yet. That's the deal. We really don't know. He was the ringleader. Anyways, uh, this last weekend was the first, I believe, his funeral, his memorial. Yeah, and uh, Vice President Kami Harris was invited to speak, and and this is what she had to say. Mothers around the world, when their babies are born, pray to God when they hold that child that that body and that life will be safe for the rest of his life. Yet we have a mother and a father who mourn the life of a young man who should be here today. They have a grandson who now does not have a father. His brothers and sister will lose the love of growing old with their baby brother. And when we look at this situation, this is a family that lost their son and their brother through an act of violence at the hands and the feet of people who had been charged with keeping them safe. First of all, she doesn't know how to use a microphone. All that feedback That's, that's loop. what you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not her fault. I was... That's not her fault. That's, 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 that's a, a sound tech yeah. job. That's a tech. Why I know. You, it's don't, true. It's don't blame true. her for stuff that's not her fault. Yeah, that's, fair, she fair, it could happen to you, Gabe. Um, it no, could happen it to you. Happen to me. She's doing enough... <laughs> She's doing enough bad stuff that there's there's enough we're, to blame her that's for. All we're we're, the microphone thing was bothering me, okay? I had a hard time focusing. Leave her alone. You know, this is hard. This is a hard clip for me when I watched it. I, was just, I wasn't just minding my business, and this one popped in front. Yeah. It's hard because there's something that really happened that's bad. Yeah. A man yeah. lost his life, yeah. and he's and there's a funeral that's mm-hmm. supposed to try to honor his yeah. life. A man made in the image of God. Right, exactly. Yeah. And here it is that we have a president vice president who's sitting up here why does she even have the mic i mean why why even why don't you let the people who love did she know (laughs) tyree you know like was there a personal friendship there like if if she wants to come and support the family and say i saw what happened i want to be here i want to bring well okay come and show up and sit there this is not about comforting the family right no it's not that's what bothers me and and even responding to it I mean, it's problematic because it takes even the, the you I know mean, what I mean? I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm like, okay, try to get my head around it. 
I'm thinking, you know, when you lose someone, I mean, I think I think those who um, people who tell you that, you know, they're sorry, people who, yeah, who, yeah, who, yeah. who give you condolences. I mean, I think the, the more, you know, I don't know, substantial, influential of a person it is has an I, impact. I think that has an impact. Sure. And so I think I think giving it the best spin, I think they're asking, you know, the, the one of the highest leaders of our land um, to to comfort them and to speak on on behalf of of Tyree's life. They didn't know Tyree, but she's okay. So Haley, we're gonna skip the second <laughs> clip and we're gonna go right to the third clip. Yeah. All yeah. right, um, because this is why she came. Just get to the jump. So I'll just close by saying this: I was as a senator, as a United States senator, a co-author of the original George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. And as Vice President of the United States, we demand that Congress pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Joe Biden will sign it. Yeah, he'll do whatever she and says. And we should not delay, and we will not be denied. It is non-negotiable. Oh, that was it. Like, that, what's incredible is that they're at this memorial, this funeral. Yeah. And she's yeah. pumping a political act, a congressional act. Right. And everybody's using it for their own political means. This yeah. is why yeah. it's hard to even comment on right. because right. I know I don't like what they're doing. I think that this is in some way a very important kind of sacred moment that we want. This is the last time that we're all going to come together. Um, remember this life. To remember this life. And yeah. it's not going to be like this ever again. This is the last thing that we do to honor this person in this type of way. It doesn't happen yeah. For anybody else, this only happens once in a lifetime. And right, yeah. what we're doing is pushing congressional bills. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. talk it's, about opportunistic. Well, and it's right. sad because in the first uh, at one point, while Kamala Harris was talking, like the mom was crying. I mean, she was yeah. genu- genuinely mourning and sad. And then now, like, that's comfort. But but here that they just showed in the picture, the mom clapping, too, for the George Floyd Act. Like I, that's but that's the God they serve. Right, like it's true. That's the God they serve is, right. is the political God, yeah, and that's where the they're going to get their salvation from. There, right, there is and, that's true. So this is the that's ch- true. That's why it's comforting. I, I get that, but there's also the side of it where you look at Emmett Till and the situation with him. His mom decides to have an open casket in a funeral. Mm. MLK's there, and there's it's a it's a moment to say, mm-hmm. "Wow, we just took a human life right. in a way that we shouldn't have taken a human yeah. life," and something's got to change because of the way we're doing this. Now, it yeah. wasn't about police. This was just about a straight up lynching. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. This, right. Was a, this is now, what they did. Now we don't know yet what the situation is. We're here almost like in the same way. There's right. something's going on behind the right. scenes that's not right. But I just I just feel like this isn't the. Okay, and so, Pastor, here's my question. If family comes to you and says, hey, we want to have a funeral for Tyree, we want you to do it, you're instructing them to have senators and people there to, you know, honor him in this way? Or are you saying, hey, let's... Well, I mean, if yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're doing a funeral, I mean, my practice would be, to, I mean, a funeral is, is, properly speaking, a family service. I'm there as a pastor. I'm not running this. It's not my service. Right. It's not a proper church service. It's a, it's, right. a, it's a service of the family, but as a minister of the gospel, I'm I'm there, and I'll give counsel. Yeah. I'll give I'll give encouragement, feedback. Um, but I think it, you know, it's, properly, it's a it's a it's a service of the of the family, and they and, and they're wanting to honor their their you know father. Their so mother, if they want to do it like this. Like family can do whatever they want. They want to do. do what they want. And I might say, I might encourage or discourage certain things because I think that that's more or less actually honoring to the to the 
you know, to the person. Mm. And, and I think, you know, I mean, if somebody asks, you know, we're thinking about um, having somebody give a, a, a political, you know, platform speech or, you know, uh, um, uh, present a bill. Yeah. For Congress to pass, I would say, you know, I don't think I would do that at the service. So let's say that Gabe, instead of getting arrested, the police beat and shot him, whatever, yeah. right? And they killed Gabe. Right. <laughs> right. And Donald Trump hears about it. He shared his tweet. Yeah. And he's like, I want to come. Right. And I want to do something. Right. And what, you know what I mean? How's that? What does that look like? He's no. like, he, I want to come and do something because I don't like this. It right. is bad. Do we give him an opportunity to uh, speak it? Sure. I, I, I would, yeah. but I would. I would probably, I mean, so it's Donald Trump and it's my church. Yeah. I, I would look for an, a, a way to show him honor and thank him for being there. And, and so I, I think the first thing that comes to mind, just you just threw this at me. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I, I would have him read a scripture. And then that'd be it. <laughs> That's what I would Interesting. Because that would be a way of having him be up front, honor him as former president, someone yeah. who wanted to be there. Yeah. So we would recognize his presence. But also he's got a script. Mm. And the script is read the word of God and go sit down and, go sit down. <laughs> and, 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 and then, you know, I mean, shake everybody's hand afterwards and, and, and say hi and whatever you want and be part of the, the reception like everybody else. Um, but yeah, that's what I, I think. Something like that is my, my first thought. I, I'm wondering, you know, if, if you get a chance and we all don't have this situation where somebody dies and nobody will know, but yeah, for yeah. Tyree's case, it's high profile death, right? I'm thinking to myself, man, I want as much gospel. If I get a chance yeah. to die in a high profile way that everybody yeah. wants to use it politically, that's right. I'm hoping that you guys are going to say, how much gospel can preach we preach? the pre- hell out of that funeral. <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, I, I want you guys to preach so far, so hard people yeah. think I'm going to be raised from the dead. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but, but this goes back to Gabe's point. I think it's a really good point. They did preach their gospel. Yeah. Mm. They have a false gospel, and it's the gospel of the state will save you. They, pre- priestess Kami, Kami Priestess. Yeah, she's yeah. the priestess of that gospel. And, yeah. and she came and she preached it. She says, we're gonna, we demand this bill be passed. This, this is our good news. Yeah. This is our gospel. We're going to pass a bill, yeah. and Joe Biden will sign it. Yeah, yeah. I'll make sure of it, because he don't know what he's signing. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's, that's, the, hold his and that's the difference between you and them. Because you're absolutely right. If it's my funeral, if it's if it's Gabe's funeral, if it's my 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 wife's funeral, you know, somebody that I love, someone dear to me, if my son's funeral. Yeah. Yes. Um. You asked me earlier, what would I preach? Yeah. And I say Coloss- My thought is Colossians two. I would preach. I would preach uh, the the end of all enmity in the cross of Jesus. Mm. Because that's that's what happened, and they think yeah. the end of all the enmity is in passing a bill signed by Joe Biden. Mm. And it's and it's yeah and and. Um, and it's just completely empty. Yeah, they have nothing. That's what hurts about so watching they have, this. They have yeah. absolutely nothing. They're yeah. crying out to a God that cannot save. Yeah, and will do out, give them no peace. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go away from this um, with with no comfort at all. And, and it's and it's they're going to be still just churning with resentment and bitterness and enmity. Yeah. yeah. Um. And. And so that's why, if, you know, I mean, they, wa- they want me to preach this funeral. I walk in and I preach um, Jesus crucified as the end of all bitterness, all envy, all resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I just I, th- I think of the I mean, our, our land and I think particularly as it, as it comes to, um, you know, police, civilian um, relations, as it, as it comes to racial mm-hmm. interaction and so forth. We are um, we are poisoned with um, the it's 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 it's. Uh, we're snake bit. Yeah, yep. we're snake bit, 
And what Jesus says in the Gospels is that he, like the brown serpent in the wilderness, if he is lifted up, he's going to draw people to himself. Yeah. Like the serpent um, who healed um, all the snake bit Israelites in the wilderness yep. in Numbers 21. And I think that's that's what a, that's what every gospel preacher has to do. But I think sort of the more intense the situation, the more um, bitterness, the more resentment, the more animosity, the more enmity that there is. I think it's yeah. it's more incumbent upon the preacher um, to pre- to preach a bloody cross where mm. all our enmity, all our anger, all our rage, all our lust, all our envy and jealousy dies. Mm. Um, that's what I would preach. Wow. Mark, Mark Hout, coming up. Yeah. Thomas More Society to get some victories. Yeah. That's your people, huh? Yeah. Y'all, y'all shot their jail cell together? Is that no, not with him. Oh, not with him. <laughs> no. Probably could have. But you guys are like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark so Hout, coming up next on Cross Politics. Home. It's where you build your legacy. Where traditions are started. Seeds are planted. Meals are shared and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world. Finding the home that's perfect for your family is a big job. Story Family Real Estate is Moscow, Idaho's top real estate team. They give, I said Moscow. It's Moscow. I don't even know. I'm, I'm a, How'd that I live happen? here. They give people real estate advice all over the country, though. Family homes, investments, land, new construction, or commercial, they know real estate. If you've thought about a move to Moscow or anywhere in the country, for that matter, reach out and get connected with a Story real estate agent today. Wherever you're going, they can help guide you home. Visit storyrealestate.com. That's storyrealestate.com. We're very grateful to have with us Mr. Mark Hauk, pro-life advocate, father, and founder of the King's Men. Mark, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Well, great to be with you, brothers. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, you have in common with with uh, with Gabe, actually, uh, recently being represented by the Thomas More Society, um, I, I uh, you, you got to recap for us and for our audience what exactly happened. Um, there was some kind of scuffle at a at a pro life um, protest, I think, and then you got raided by the FBI or something. Yeah, that's the that's the short version. Um, <laughs> back in October. <laughs> Back in October 2021, uh, the 13th of October, uh, was uh, this uh, incident that you alluded to and uh, basically involved my son, my 12-year-old son at the time, and how he was being harassed while we were exercising our First Amendment rights, praying in front of an abortion mill. And uh, basically, uh, long story short, the escort that was working as a volunteer uh, would not uh, stop badgering my son. And essentially, I just uh, 
took my fatherly rights and and I decided to protect my son. And uh, and that's what what became the incident that ultimately ended up in federal court with a FACE Act violation uh, with uh, two counts against the FACE Act with 11 years and facing 11 years in prison, $350,000 in fine and three years probation. When you say badgering your son, what was he saying? Sure. So, so it's not the first time my son's been at uh, a, a vigil with me, a pro-life, a pro-life vigil. And um, so probably his 40th or 50th time at, at this point when this incident occurred. Mm. Um, so he has had prior encounters. I think he taught my son the F word. Uh, <laughs> he was a homeschool kid. Yeah. Uh, and, and he never heard that word before until he started coming with me to vigils. But, you know, we worked through it. Um, on this particular day, he was... He was invading his personal space um, and basically um, talking to him about me. So just picture, you know, your 12 year old boy being harassed and and now he's being told different things about his father that, of course, he does not believe, but that is trying to be, you know, put into his mind about how his dad hurts women, how his dad doesn't help women, doesn't doesn't protect women and all the things that, that are opposite to what he knows to be true. And so um, that was some of the things that he was sharing that day with me. Mm, so like watching Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Follow, I'm following. Yeah, I'm following. Yeah, yeah. It took me a second when you yeah, said that. G-rated, I'll, 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 oh, I see. I see. But, okay. not, but not G-rated. Right, not you, G-rated. I got Mark it. only got pushed it. him. I mean, like I would have punched the dude in the face doing that. I mean, like Mark yeah. just pushed him and that was it. You had restraint, man. <laughs> So, so Mark, well, there was some forbearance. Yeah. So, so this incident happened October thirteenth, you said, and then twenty twenty one. Yeah. So then, what happened immediately after that? Did you get arrested? Then was there somebody a knock at your door saying, "Hey, you somebody's pressing charges against you"? Walk us up to the rest of the story. What happened? Yeah, sure. So after that incident, um, my son and I actually stuck around. We went. We we prayed. We prayed uh, at a ch- local church, Catholic church there, and had some lunch together, came back and gave a statement to the uh, Philadelphia police department. Essentially they said they're not interested, uh, but he may press charges against you. Fine. So about a month or two later, he does uh, file a private criminal complaint, which is nothing more than one citizen going after another citizen. It doesn't involve the, uh, the authorities in any way. It just puts you into a court hearing situation. And we did that. We tried to mediate that with him. He wasn't interested in mediation and then uh, he basically couldn't be bothered to show up for court. So after about four court appearances, it was dismissed on April twenty second, twenty twenty two. Okay. So you now, had you five had to days show up, later. You had to show up to all four that, court appearances, and, and he didn't show up to any of those right. four court appearances. <laughs> he showed up to two uh, two of the four, but okay. the, the two critical ones he did not show up for. Okay. And then keep going. You said five. So days? Five days later. Yeah, five days later, April 27th, I'm back at my post uh, prayer vigil and I get served by a Department of Justice representative uh, with saying I'm a target of a federal grand jury investigation. And that basically began the journey. I had Thomas Moore Society already representing me, Matt Heffron, who you probably know, Fed, former federal prosecutor, called the DOJ and said, hey, you have no case. There's case law against this uh in your own district uh my client's innocent but if you want to indict him uh no need to bring an agent out to his house he's a peaceful man he'll we'll bring him in to you yeah 
And uh, that was uh, April 27th. The next time I heard from the DOJ was um, was September 23rd as they were banging on my door at 6.45 in the morning. Wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> not, incredible. You, you don't hear anything from them until September. And then they're banging on your door at 6.45 in the morning? That's right. So actually, as of August of 2022, my own attorney contacted me and said, um, have you heard from them? And I said, I haven't heard from them. And he said, neither have I. And uh, we both thought it was just a dead case. Uh, he, he said the assistant U.S. attorney won't return my phone calls. So, yeah, by that by that point at 645 in the morning, I wasn't expecting to hear anything from the FBI. I was getting up yeah. ready to go to co-op with uh, with my children for their homeschool. And I had a quiche in the oven, so it tells you I wasn't prepared. Right. Real men eat quiche. <laughs> <laughs> who who was politically behind that? Then? That had to be a political uh, – someone politically behind that had to make that happen. Sure. So, um, look, I, I don't know all the exact details. I can only speculate like you. Right. But um, let's look at the history. The Dobbs case is ruled upon in June. We overtone Roe Ro v. Wade. Yep. President Joe Biden uh, makes an announcement in Philadelphia at Independence Hall mm. that he is going to protect the rights of abortion and that he's vowing to do that to his constituency. And then um, a series of arrests start to take place against pro-life people. And, of course, Mayim is just one of, of, of uh, 26 arrests that took place in 2022. Wow. So then – so okay – can you describe what it was like that morning? So, I mean, they're banging on your door. You got quiche in the oven for some reason. And, but no, but I mean, but what, what happens? I mean, how many agents are there? Is it just one guy? Is it 10? Are, you know, are they um, surrounding your house? I mean, what, what is it like? What happens? Right. So, so I, I was up at six 30 and uh, um, it was a little before seven in the morning. It's still dark at this time uh, in, in Pennsylvania where we are. And uh, it's cold fall morning. Um, bang on the door, very, very heavy banging and ringing of the doorbell. Now, uh, in Idaho or Texas, when people do that at that hour, you <laughs> probably go to your door with your gun in your hand. Facts. But, um, <laughs> they didn't even declare, yeah, they didn't even declare who they were. They just said, open up. They didn't even announce it was the FBI. And I said, well, who is it? Uh, clearly now my children are, are getting alarmed. My wife's awake. And uh, they said, it's the FBI. And they banged again, open up. So I said, all right, stay calm. I'm going to open the door, but please stay calm. I have seven babies in this house. Please mm. stay calm. So as I opened the door, I op showed them my hands. And then it was a circus. What I saw were federal agents on my porch, at least 15 marked and unmarked units in my driveway, about 100 yards leading all the way out to my road. And they're surrounding my house with their vehicles. My little daughter takes note of personnel, SWAT personnel in the back of the house. And I have five long M16 guns pointed at me, uh, ballistic shields, ballistic helmets, <laughs> battering rams. And this was this is the scene that I that I have. All the sirens are going off and all the PA state troopers that were backing up the FBI that day were behind their doors aimed at me as I was wow. coming out of the house. Their guns. You'd wow. be like, hey, you guys want to pray? I mean, what's going on? Why are you guys here? I'll pray for you right now. Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20 plus federal agents and PA state troopers. I said, what are you doing here? Yeah. And they said, well, you know why we're here. And frankly, I didn't know why they were there. I said, well, oh, okay. I think you're here because I rescue babies. <laughs> and then I looked at all of them and I said, um, 
you wouldn't be here if the Trump administration was in the White House. Oh, they all kind of put their heads down. Yeah, man. Then my wife came down. I'm sorry. One more thing. My wife came down and said, do you have a warrant for his arrest? And they said, well, we're taking him with or without a warrant. What? So this is the kind of the approach they were taking to uh, to me that day. Oh, my goodness. How, How can they do that? There's no warrant. How can they arrest you? Well, they had a warrant, but they didn't care to show it, nor were they even I don't even think they told me what I was indicted for. Um, they just they just said we're taking him down to the federal building. So uh, I think eventually they tore off a cover sheet to a to a warrant arrest. But um, they weren't really offering much information. I was in shorts, a T-shirt and flip flops. Oh. They wouldn't let me get clothing on. They wouldn't let me put uh uh, socks on. They wouldn't let me put some deodorant on. They wouldn't let me say goodbye to my children. When an agent comes to your house, if you're a drug lord or a, a, a gangbanger, or you're even uh, someone who's committed a, a, a murder, um, usually they'll come to your door with one or two federal agents and say, uh, we're here you know, for so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, finish up your coffee, uh, pack your bag, we're going downtown. Right. And that's pretty much how it's done. Pretty pretty standard right. in the in the eastern district where I live. Well, but, I think the problem is is that the drug dealers probably aren't a danger to them at the end of the day as much as a, a guy who's uh, trying to save lives of babies. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be way more dangerous. Right. To the he, <laughs> administration. I mean, he, he's interrupting their, their the, child sacrifice. The, exactly. I mean, he's interrupting their, their the worship of their gods. And the other side is just wishing they got tax money on the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> who? Um, so we had uh, the other gentleman on in Tennessee who had the same similar situation that you did. Uh, they rolled up at his house with the same thing. They had um, uh, FBI. Yeah. Pardon me. What's his name? Paul Vaughn. Yeah, Paul yeah. Vaughn. Yeah, 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 we had we had him on the show, and uh, it, that like I mean, kind of goes back to like I mean, politically, like this has got to be coming from like Kamala, Kamala Harris or like Joe Biden. I mean, it has to be coming from that high because they're going after all these right. pro life pro lifers throughout these various states. It's not just like some state yeah. political leader in Pennsylvania. It has to be way higher than that. Right. It, well, Mar- it's the FBI. So Mark, I got to know what happens now. So what happened to the rest of your case? What's the end result of it? And and what are your, your next steps? Sure. So uh, after I was arrested, you know, first of all, I went down to the federal building and they, they chained me like an animal. I was, uh, I was mm. uh, belly shackled, uh, what? Ankle shackles, feet shackles, and I was chained to a table for for six hours in a small room, uh, a, a white room with uh, nothing but a table. So for for six hours, I was uh, I was all chained up, uh, and I'm apparently innocent till proven guilty, but I, I didn't seem that way. So um, they uh, did a preliminary hearing at the courthouse that day just to to set me free to be reunited with my family, and then uh, we had arraignment um, a, a couple five days later, I think whereby uh, we declared our innocence and declared not guilty. And a trial date was set January 24th. So as of today, a week ago, the, the trial just concluded with a not guilty verdict. So as you can imagine, it was quite a journey to that point. Wow. Um, but but we were successful. And now there's case law to help pro-lifers. But um, all the journey in between was was quite a journey of faith. And whatever you want to ask me, I can answer. But nonetheless, uh, it was uh, it was as painful as it sounds. And the, and the full force of the government, they have a 98% uh, conviction rate whenever the federal government comes after you. So uh, most people don't win against the government. So it's it's pretty incredible, pretty miraculous what happened. Can you can you sue? Can you? I mean, what? Uh, le- how can you punitively 
get them? Yeah, so I was just invited to be at the State of the Union tomorrow with my wife by uh, the Freedom Caucus uh, Chairman, Congressman Scott Perry, former Brigadier General. So uh, we're in the process of talking to the judiciary, uh, the subcommittee that was set up to investigate the uh, weaponization of the FBI and the Justice Department. And so I will be having an interview with them on the 22nd, uh, and hopefully that will bring us to a testimonial before the subcommittee, which will consist of both Democrat and Republican. So I'm sure it won't be a pleasant experience, but an experience that needs to be heard. We will go after the DOJ. We will sue. Uh, There is some exposure there. Uh, There is a lot of immunity with the government. Uh, Prosecutors have immunity. But when they come after you, they have a discriminatory viewpoint against you or your family, uh, which we can make that case. And we were going to come in peacefully. There was no reason to use taxpayer money to do this. There was no reason to to be an act of terror against my family and be mm-hmm. so reckless. Um, I think there's going to be some exposure there. And if we get the right civil rights attorney, uh, I think we'll be successful. Mm-hmm. Mark, you stay right there. We're going to talk to you in just a second on Backstage. backstage. So if you're going Man. on YouTube, you want to go backstage, you got to go to the website and meet us back there. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Incredible. When the sun shines high, Christmas lights are unneeded. In the darkness of winter, Christmas lights and Christmas joy are bright and loud and beautiful. And needed. It has always been this way. As easy as it may be to imagine the first Christmas through a sparkly and sentimental lens, with some Unitarian ministress plinking trite melodies on the piano's most annoying keys, to imagine a beloved young bride holding a fat-cheeked son as her gentle husband gazes on in adoration, the truth is nothing like a tidy stable set in a northern European snow globe. It is nothing like any nativity scene ever sold, The truth involves more struggle, more darkness, more oppression, more grief. The truth is a scandalous young woman sweating and groaning and straining while her older, angel-scolded husband plays clumsy midwife with hard, calloused, unclean, and splintered hands. The truth is a cave stable smelling of afterbirth and blood and manure. The truth is an exhausted virgin mother surviving her ordeal only to have her crude sanctuary invaded by coarse men from the fields come to rouse her. Strangers smelling of sheep barging into her makeshift birthing room on the invitation of angels to gape at her blood, the gore of her battle, her baby. The truth is genocide, the slaughter of innocents, Egyptian exile, wandering wizards, and somehow, against all odds, joy, the joy that would change everything. As you hang your lights in these dark days, As you decorate your tree and wrap undeserved gifts for those you love, remember that what you do is rebellion. Rebellion against the darkness, against joyless despair, against the slaughter of innocents, the oppression of tyrants, and the folly of bureaucrats. That is what Christmas is, and what it always has been. Joy shines brightest in darkness, and the darkness is shattered. Joy always wins. In these darkening times, May your joy be an eruption. May your Christmas cheer burn unquenchably bright. May you be raucous and bold and overflowing in your giving, never sour in your embrace of abstract truths. For unto us a child is born, 
Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called. Merry Christmas from New St. Andrews College. This season erupt. One world order, pandemics, food shortages. What does the church do in times of chaos and destruction? We build. KingdomCome.io is an invite-only collaboration network connecting skilled Christians across every industry and around the world. Join a private network of unashamedly Christian founders and engineers, investors and lawyers, artists and farmers, anyone with the skill to share and faith like a mustard seed, collaborating on side projects and new businesses that conquer the world for Christ. Apply to our waitlist today at KingdomCome.io. That's KingdomCome.io.